Welcome to My Turn Podcast, a gaming podcast hosted by extra competitive siblings. My name's Jem and I'm joined by my littlest sibling, Erim. Hello. Hello, Erim. Hello, Jem and listeners. I'm um, surprisingly quite good at the minute, actually. Yeah, you're coping with lockdown number three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, coping, yeah, just about. But like, um, I don't know, I've I've started to notice the days are getting a bit longer now. And it's just, it's put a bit of positivity and optimism back into my life because every night I was crying into my pillow and now I feel slightly better. Yeah, yay for (laughs) the almost spring or I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Yay for more lights, basically. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know I'm being like very, um, what's the word? Very eager. I know it's actually just the beginning of February, but any ounce of um, positivity I'm going to grasp onto and never let go of. So yeah. Yeah, totally don't blame you. Do not blame <laughs> you at all. Um, so this is a gaming podcast uh, and we are back with another fresh new games for you. What game are you going to be talking about, Erin? I'm going to be talking about Gone Home and yourself. I'm going to be talking about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, And for anyone who's... Yes, indeed. I'm very excited (laughs) for this one. I really want to play this one. So I'm quite eager for your review. Yes, I I am eager to talk about it because I'm the only one in my household who's played it so far. Uh, Anyway, we'll get into it in a bit. Um, But yeah, for anyone who is tuning in for the first time, welcome. Uh, We are not your average gaming podcast. Oh, no, no. Uh, (laughs) We're extra competitive siblings. When we play games together in person, um, things get thrown around. Indeed. Yeah, definitely (laughs) a few injuries. (laughs) Unfortunately, with this lockdown, we are mostly playing online games and video games, obviously, and we are not able to see each other in real life. It's really sad. Um, but what but we the positive do... thing is there are no injuries between us. So there's always that. There's been no family arguments as well between us immediate siblings, for sure. So there's always a positive way of looking at it. Yeah, it's very zen of you, Erin. It's very, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. But, but when we start playing again, I will throw lots of things at you just, just to Thank make you. up for lost time. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, that will make me feel like we're definitely back to normal when things get the <laughs> Hi, sister. Bang. <laughs> I honestly cannot wait for the day. Um, <laughs> we'll be five minutes into a game. You'll be like, do you know what? I just can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> We'll be so yeah. unused to it. But I actually, so no, weird. in all seriousness, yeah, I can't wait either. So I many know. good games to play as well. It's going to be very exciting. Um, so, Erin, for anyone who's never heard the podcast, how would you describe yes. um, our review style? So... Is it professional? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I think we've got our own preferences to different games. Like, I, like you quite like stories. I tend to get quite bored of them i just want to get involved in something we're just i want to say normal people but we're not normal people we're just like average kind of weird people is that a thing average weird people like that's the thing now average weird people yeah we're like your everyday (laughs) friendly neighborhood weirdos 
Um, yeah, so we are not uh, games journalists. These reviews are scantily researched at best. Um, but what we like to do is try and give you a flavour of a game you might actually play. So we're not doing previews. We're not often playing games that have just come out. Um, this is more about your average gamer who just likes to play games like us. Yay. Yay. <laughs> So, with all of that said, let's jump straight into our first games review. So, Erin, uh, remind Hello. us what you're reviewing and give us a description in a nutshell. So, I'm going to be talking about Gone Home, uh, which I played, I think, a few months back on PlayStation 4. So, this was developed and published by Fulbright in August 2013. Um, I think it's on quite a few different platforms. So, it's Linux, Microsoft... OSX, which is uh, a little bit controversial because it probably doesn't work on that anymore. Um, PlayStation <laughs> 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, which I can imagine it will be amazing for. And also iOS. Okay. Um, so in a nutshell, now I thought about this for a while, how to describe it. I think the best way to explain it is kind of give a bit of um, a setup to the game. So mm -hmm. you arrive on the doorstep of a house, which I can only, it is in America actually, like a, a typical kind of American detached house. You've got all your um, luggage and you've arrived in the middle of a storm. But the mm -hmm. thing about this house is there's no one in, like a lot of the lights aren't working. It almost feels like something a bit sinister has happened. And what you, you essentially need to do within this game is piece together what's actually happened within this house and why there's no one there. So it does have a bit of a setup of a bit of a mystery. Okay. Um, but even though it has creepy undertones, I wouldn't necessarily say it was scary. It's very story driven. And I think, yeah, it's almost like playing a bit of a film because you're not really, you know, there's no typical logic puzzles or any real thinking it's just exploring and piecing together different bits and finding out what has actually happened um so it's, it's quite an easy game to just um pick up play and not think about it's almost like yeah like i said playing a, a bit of a film which is quite nice mm, very nice um mm. so did you have any expectations of what this game would be like going in like had you yeah, so read any reviews or uh, yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd looked up a few reviews and from, we didn't read too much about it, but sorry, by the way, I was paying it with my girlfriend. Um, from the initial descriptions, we thought it was going to be a bit of a, a mystery kind of uh, like something bad had actually happened. So a bit like the initial setup, that's how it was described to us. Mm -hmm. um, that was our expectation. It is a bit different as you go through the game and start piecing things together because you realise the story isn't so much a, uh, a horrible thing that's happened. It's actually quite an endearing um, little story without Aww. giving too much away. I don't want to. I don't want to give away spoilers because this game, you know, the story is everything in this game. Without that, it's literally just walking around someone's house, which is yeah. great fun, by the way, because you get Absolutely. to move stuff. <laughs> let's let's definitely not do spoilers for this um so talk to me about the things that were good about the game what did you like the storytelling in it is really 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 good and the voice acting and even though you're the sole character and you don't actually have any conversation as you're picking up notes they're read in different people's voices um so 
the actual uh, character development, even though there isn't a character there, just by picking up their stories, you're learning more about your... You're basically the big sister who's come home and you start to find out something a little bit untoward has happened between your, I think your mum and your dad. And okay. also your little sister is no longer at home and you're reading through her notes. And it's just, yeah, the way the story is told and you piece together little bits about her, it's just really quite, um, I don't know, it's just really engaging in a, in a well done way through its storytelling and yeah. its narrative, I think is really, really nice. I actually love when you get a letter in a game and mm. a voice reads it. Yeah. Partly because I'm lazy and I hate... <laughs> <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Normally, like I said to you at the beginning, normally uh, stories, unless it's really engaging, I will just instantly switch off because, you know, ADHD child and all. <laughs> he's not joking by the way he he was diagnosed with <laughs> so no shade to any people with any ADHD sufferers <laughs> um but yeah so yeah for that reason same as you like just not mm. being able to cope with having having to focus on reading things within a game but also as you're saying like I always think if the, if the voice acting's good having a letter mm. read is so um, evocative of, of whatever the atmosphere is and it really yeah. adds layers, I think. Yeah. So it's interesting that you you, you like that as well. Yeah, I, I think they, they did a really good job. Um, the voice actor did a really good job of um, actually selling the character. I think if you're really into that kind of thing, then yeah, I think this, this game really hits the nail on the head in that respect, definitely. Um, yeah. So, I mean... That is kind of the big selling point of this game. And I guess to go on to the negatives, this isn't a typical game. There's not really a lot of st strategy or anything like that in terms of how mm -hmm. you're thinking about it. It's almost you're just playing through the exploration of the house. It, it is, I think they call it a walking simulator because you're literally just walking around, picking things up, reading things mm -hmm. and discovering what's happened. So... If you're someone who wants a bit more kind of like engaging, you know, action and uh, things happening around you, this isn't really that kind of game. So I've actually found when I was researching this, there's quite a lot of polarizing opinion. Some people mm -hmm. absolutely love it because the story so well presented. Love people are like this is just boring because I'm just walking around the house reading and getting read to. Hmm, interesting. I guess it's a bit, it's remind, I mean, I haven't played this, but I know of it. And it's reminding mm. me a bit of the way, um, what is it? What what happened to Edith Finch that you called Edith Finch? Remember we reviewed that in an episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it sounds like it's sort of similar, but maybe not quite as good. <laughs> as I don't know, because a lot of people who have, like reviewed it really well like tend to give it nine and ten out of ten. Oh, really um, oh, okay yeah it, it really seems to be like if you if you're into your storytelling and um you really really like this game but then also people who are just like i just want to go around and kill things like not your type of game at all so they've just slated it but Erin, you're a person who just really wants to go around and kill things <laughs> when you play games so it's interesting that you said <laughs> but you are but the thing uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it, I I do like that, but that's kind of like hiding away. Actually, um, you know, good storytelling. Like 
like we were saying about Assassin's Creed, I got so bored of the story, but because you can kill stuff, it's still engaging. Right. Whereas I think this is like credit to this game because the storytelling is that good that someone who doesn't have the best attention span was really engaged in it and wanted to find out more and wanted to invest like a good few hours into it to discover what had actually happened. So is okay. Fair enough. Like most stories I can get a bit bored with, but if it's done well enough, then I will appreciate it. Um, Plus I think in this season I did want to go for a different kind of game because I didn't want to just, you know, do the same genre again and again. I wanted to explore different things and just see what other opportunities they open up to me in terms of gameplay. And so far, not disappointed at all, actually. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And what's hilarious is I'm going to be reviewing a hack and slash. (laughs) So... (laughs) It's like I said on the first episode of the season, we just switched. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want to murder thousands of baddies. Anyway, let's... I digress. Let's get back on to any other negative points about this game. Um... Not, not really. I think that's the only thing. If it's not for action, pa- like people like action-packed things, uh, controls that like, weren't too clunky. No, everything was was pretty good. The atmosphere was good. There's there's barely any negatives to say. Oh, that's yeah. a lovely thing to hear. So tell me about anything that really stood out for this game. Uh, anything of note? Anything you appreciated? Mm. Um, the atmosphere it creates, actually. I mm-hmm. really love the way you start off and it's quite a contrasting um, outcome in the end. You start off, like I said, it does feel really creepy and like it could be the setting for like a horror game. Um, but like as you kind of go through the game, the atmosphere of the house changes because you start switching on lights and uncovering new rooms and it becomes a bit more homely. And as you're going through the story, which is a little bit romantic to say um it just kind of the tonal shift of the game i think is really really well done and um yeah it's so nice the other thing i loved about it as well as you uh go through as well as like um picking up different letters as well you find like little mixtapes that uh people have made to each other and the music is i love the music they've they've really uh captured like the kind of teenage high school rocker kind of vibe in some of the songs i was like this is so cool i've obviously been a musician i i I quite appreciate the music and having that raw element in there was just quite nice made it feel more organic and is it um is it contemporary like is it set now yeah, I think so. There's there's nothing to really indicate that it wouldn't be. I, I would say maybe, actually, so it, it is probably, I would say, when Nirvana was kind of... Not now, if it's Nirvana. Well, I, I thought you meant as in, like, um, modern day rather than, like, oh, I guess it's not modern day. We're, we're older we're old. than you think we oh are. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I Nirvana think was it's about the time... Grunge, but then it could also, yeah, I, I don't know. It's quite hard to tell because obviously uh, the people in it, look, the teenage girls in it are quite big fans of that kind of genre of music. But then even people I know now that I teach music to quite like all that kind of grunge rock stuff if they're alternative enough. So it's difficult to judge. I'd say it's, it's pretty modern, but it could be a few decades back. Sure. Okay. So it obviously doesn't matter enough. 
for it to not be that really, relevant. Not really, no. And what about the art style? Um, the- quite realistic, actually. Mm-hmm. They've, they've definitely gone for realism and they've definitely pulled it off um, really well. It's all done in first person as well, so it's meant to feel quite immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've actually... All things considered, I think I think the way it's presented is really, really, really good. And they've definitely uh, spent a lot of time detailing the house. There's so much in the house to like kind of look through as well. You're literally just rummaging through uh, someone's oh, private life, I guess. You can yeah. literally go into mum and dad's room and uh, the daughter's rooms, go through their study, find um, like all their stuff in their cellars. It's, it's really, really well done. It, it's, it's a house with no one in, but it still has so much life within it. Oh, that's very deep. Mm. That's very deep. Um, <laughs> as you were talking, I was just thinking of, um, uh, you, what is that program where people go round to each other's houses and cook? And there's always a bit when they go upstairs and like look in their knicker drawers. <laughs> oh my God, come dine with yeah. me. <laughs> yeah this is a come dine with me with no other guests you've just broken into someone's house <laughs> but can you look in their knicker drawer uh yes <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay that really tickled me sorry i do apologize honestly you just run me through someone's house i was having a great time just like throwing stuff everywhere and just making a mess after myself <laughs> um, so was there anything else of note worth mentioning before we move no. on to recommendations no I, I don't think this game really does anything particularly unique again it's just about the story mm-hmm. um a really 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 good story with a very nice romantic element and that edgy thriller kind of set up when you first come in um Ooh. yeah I, th- I think i've touched on all the points but yeah i really want to also know um now home that how good the atmosphere is and the tone will shift as the story progresses as well just really really well done um yeah sounds great i I really want to play it now i've got it downloaded on my xbox from about Mm. two years ago Um, i'd love i'd love to see what your opinion of it is actually whether you're going to go one way or the other because i can imagine i don't know you do like story a lot but then also you like puzzly stuff so yeah, but I I like games that are like that game that I um, mentioned in our roundup of the year. Tell me why? Yeah. I mean, that's basically a story game. So yeah. I like games that are purely one, you know, one type of game where you can't mm. really fail. You know. Yeah. Um, I like those kinds of games if that's what it is. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll enjoy it for what it is rather than needing to always gamify things. Like it annoys me when you've got a narrative driven game and then they just add a bunch of button bashing to it for no reason that doesn't really work with the rest of the game. So, yeah, like I'm I can go either way. But if the story is good, as you say, I'm always yeah. a big fan of good narrative. So I'm sure I'm sure I'll like it if it's if it's that evocative and emotive yeah, <laughs> yeah please please gonna... feed back to me when you um when you've played it i'd love to see hell yes i will review of um the other thing i was going to ask was how long did it take you to play through this game i i think it was about two or three hours because we, okay. we also like it we weren't intensely playing it we kind of started playing it had a few drinks ate dinner halfway through and then picked up and carried on and finished it off really so um, in one session pretty much like yeah one it, it one is day. one yeah it will take you a couple of hours i think it's 
it's you can com- probably complete it in under an hour but if you like to just explore well, a bit more and you're someone who wants to walk around and just like find out all the f- smaller details then you could probably spend upwards of four hours yeah. i think yeah. okay so apart from uh for snoops and peeping toms who else would you recommend this game for um <laughs> people who what who like things like i guess um is it bandersnatch do you remember? Yeah, that? Bandersnatch. Like an interactive the, um, the kind Black of movie where yeah. you've got to choose. An like ending. where you get to make choices, but it's within a film kind of like story. I, I think that's that's what okay. um, I think that and then people like um, point and click adventures as well. Um, yeah, chilled out gamers, I guess, as well. Yeah, no, no yeah. one who likes to be really too like on with a game really so erin i think that just about rounds this up and we're ready for your rating what would you rate gone home out of 10 i'm going to rate it um eight out of ten i loved the story i think it's it's very it's a very good topic actually the story and when you play this you'll understand what i mean i think it's it's kind of a bit it's not like a completely out there story that um is really really edgy or anything like that but there is definitely an element of being a bit brave in in their storytelling mm. um and i i really appreciate that actually i think it was really really good uh yeah eight out of ten very very happy with it okay thank you very much erin um let's swap interviewer hats <laughs> okay <laughs> So remind us, um, what are you going to be talking about today? Hyrule Warriors, is that right? Yeah, I'm going to be talking about, I think this is the second Hyrule Warriors game. So this is Hyrule Warriors Mm. Age of Calamity. Um, This was released on the 20th of November 2020. Uh, I also mentioned it in our roundup of the best games of 2020 because I played it last year. Um, And it was developed by Amiga Force as part of the Legend of Zelda series. So developed under a license from Nintendo. Uh, And it is a single player and multiplayer video game uh, of the hack and slash style. Um, And it's available on Nintendo. So I played it on Nintendo Switch. Um, What else can I say? You basically... (laughs) It's a hash and slash, hash and slash, hack. Hash and, and slash. <laughs> they're stoned and then they go for a wee. <laughs> oh, that's a very um, original genre of game, actually. I think uh, it's definitely going to do well. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call your game if you actually designed a hash and slash game? <laughs> I have no idea. Stoner's Dream? I don't know. Stoner's Dream. Okay. Uh, the original script will be will be written and we'll have a game called Stoner's Dream. <laughs> Hash and slash, new genre of game. <laughs> oh, oh but yeah, God. go on then. Oh. Let's, anyway, let's hear. I'm sorry. What, I'm what crying. I'm crying. Oh, no. Um, so basically this game is set 100 years before Breath of the Wild. We're the same characters, same universe, and you play as Link, Zelda, and all of the champions um, who are sadly long gone by the time Mm. you get to uh, Breath of the Wild. So this is really a kind of prequel 
but made by another company. Yeah. So yeah, that's oh, a nice one. So what were your expectations going into um, Hyrule Warriors 2? Uh, I had never heard of Hyrule Warriors. I'd never played any of these games um, by this. Never played the uh, first one? No. I've never played any of the games um, by this team. This team make a certain Mm. type of game and uh, I've never picked them up or played them because I didn't think I liked hack and slash games, Erin. Oh, I may welcome have to the genre. <laughs> <laughs> I may have Glad changed my mind. Glad we've got a convert. Yep, yep, absolutely. And um, or I was actually looking for a present for our other mm. brother, Billen, who used to be on the podcast until he, until lockdown made him really busy and he got a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> 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 but he's a Nintendo obsessed. Uh, those of mm. you who've heard our earlier episodes that he was on will know, like he's just missed a Nintendo. So I was looking for games to buy him and I came across this back in November because it had just come out. And all I kept yeah. seeing was really good reviews. And I was like, what is this? I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Um, and I literally just bought it for my, for not actually for myself, for Alex, my partner, because he does like hack and slash um, okay. at times when he's in the mood. Um, and, I, and I know he really liked Breath of the Wild. And I was like, oh, Alex will mm. like this. And then he didn't start playing it after Christmas. So I started playing it. And I became obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> and he still he still hasn't had a go on it. Because, he oh no, still he's hasn't played, played it. No, he's played like a little bit, but I've basically hogged the game. <laughs> oh, nice one. <laughs> so you basically bought a present for yourself. I mean, like, well done. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's how Christmas Sorry, Alex. Work. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I didn't think I'd like it. Um yeah, but I've become yeah. obsessed. So let's get into the Amazing. positives, I think, because there's there's a few. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'd like I'd like to hear a little bit more about um like what what is actually happening in this story story because obviously some people um will know Breath of the Wild. Uh what sure. what exactly is happening? So is the is this um is it the Age of Calamity, like just before Ganondorf kind of like yeah, destroys everything? Age... Absolutely bang on the money. Yeah. So this yeah. is exactly 100 years before the beginning of Breath of the Wild. At the beginning mm. of the Breath of the Wild game, Link wakes up in a kind of crypt and he's told that he's been asleep for 100 years. Um, mm. During which time Calamity Ganon has taken over the whole of Hyrule, which is the realm that they live in. Um, and there's just horrible little monsters everywhere and nasty kind of purple glowing sludge mm. <laughs> on places. Um, so, yeah, so this game take rewinds those hundred years and gives you a prequel. So basically it's filling in the story. Um, yeah. So what you see is the emergence of all the bad stuff. So it's when the bad yeah. stuff is just starting and the the heroes of the game aren't really sure what's going on initially. Um, they're encountering more and more goblins and mo- goblins and monsters and things, um, and also this kind of purpley calamity stuff that's everywhere. That's like slowly making things bad. So mm. you meet things that have kind of been turned bad that were initially good, and that gets more and more intense as the game goes on. So as the forces of evil gather more power. Um, yeah, you basically 
come across more and more enhanced nasty monsters. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's okay. where where it is in terms of yeah. story. So mm. in, but then in terms of your objective in the game, you just yeah. have to kill hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of monsters. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And gradually okay. you will unlock a map. Yeah. And that unlocks more stuff. And it's the same map as Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So they've yeah. obviously worked really closely with, with um, the team who developed it to keep that consistency. Because I think the first Hyrule Warriors, and I've seen clips of it, is just a bit... Um, they've like added random anime characters into it who aren't necessarily canon to the Zelda story, which just looks really out of place. But from what I've seen with this one, it does actually... Yeah, it really feels like... It is Zelda rather than his yeah. Zelda characters killing each other. Yeah, one hundred percent. This mm. the from everything from the music to the characters, it it's almost the same. It really yeah. feels like I've gone back in time in the same game, but been given a whole different type of gameplay to play around with. Yeah, but to the point that you can still cook food just in a slightly different way. You don't do it around a campfire, but. You, yeah. You've still got the food. You've still you can still fight with a broom. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like or a, or a branch off a tree. Like they've kept things like that. Yeah. You still collect koroks. Um, you. Oh, the, the, that the, sounds the, amazing. Yeah, the the land the the landscape's recognisable. The map is the same, so mm. you recognise all the names. Um, from the Breath of the Wild game, all these different places like the stables and the observatories mm. and stuff, um, or labs, I think labs. Uh, mm. And then you meet all of, like the characters that survive the calamity yeah. who are present in Breath of the Wild are kind of old. And yeah. then when you meet them in this game, they're young. And so that's really sweet. Like it's really, it's a really nice little touch that some of those yeah. characters that you you meet both times. And also, yeah, as I said, it fills in the gaps. So, for example, you get to also, as well as play as the Guardians, like the four, Mm. um, sorry, champions, the four champions, you also get to play as the Divine Beasts. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you get to control the Divine Beasts. And that's kind of amazing. Like, you can be the giant giant elephant or the giant bird and just take out, like... Yeah, I was going to say, you just, like, some ridiculous tank in in battle, just, like, destroying everything. Yeah, you literally, like, thousands of enemies. You just blow Ah. them up and laser them. and Which is kind of um, interesting, because when you know what happens in the Breath of the Wild, which is that those, those... guardian be- uh, sorry those divine beasts turn against mm. the goodies basically yeah. you've already get- seen their firepower so you're like you can see how bad it's gonna get before yeah. so yeah there is a sort of impending sense of doom <laughs> when yeah. you're playing this game <laughs> <laughs> despite all your actions you know that the worst outcome is going to happen ultimately yeah oh nice one it sounds really really good um yeah, just, just to move ourselves on. So what is this game doing really well? What are the positives of it then that are really appealing to you? So first of all, the fact that it's so well kind of borrowed, like it's it's taken directly out of the Breath of the Wild canon. It's, as I said, it's almost seamless the way they've, mm. they've transitioned that world into this game. Um, that's a massive positive for me because I love Breath of the Wild. Secondly, 
it's really accessible, this game. You can start playing it and the first few levels, although you are literally killing hundreds of begoblins, it's yeah. not too hard initially. So you just feel like you can really get 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 going with it quite quickly. And I think mm. that what sometimes puts me off with these kinds of games is that either it's too easy for too long or it's too hard straight away and then mm. I get stressed out. Whereas I think they hit the balance right because it gets challenging when you're sort of ready for it to get challenging. Um, also, yeah. I really love that you can play with all these different characters and they're all really different. They've all got different personalities, like the bird one. I always forget his name. The bird got... Um, I can't remember. Champ- the original champion, not the... Yeah. I yeah, yeah. Think. The, ori- the um, oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, God. I should have written it down. Birdman. <laughs> Basically, but he's really arrogant and not very nice. Yeah. And then, um, like, the Zora princess she's like really sweet so they've all got different personalities and also zelda throughout the game is really struggling with this idea that she can't use her powers properly yet yeah and then all of this basically works because the story is so good yeah and this game didn't even need to have a story let's face it It it's a hack and slash game right you don't really need a story. Like, you have a couple of cutscenes so something can load. Yeah. You don't really need a story. But they bothered to make a really sweet, compelling story. Mm. Um, and really, Zelda's journey is quite, like, sad because she can't figure out how to activate her powers. And then she's got all these champions who are doing kind of doing more than what she can do. So she's, like, frustrated um, and then, and then there's like more and more pressure on her to like unlock her powers to defeat Ganon. Yeah. Um, but then also, there's this gorgeous little tiny mini guardian. Do you remember the guardians in Breath of the Wild? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The three-legged <laughs> weird robot octopusy things. things. Octopus yeah, there's jellyfish. a tiny Quite little awesome. one. Yeah. And it's your. It becomes one of your friends and helps you. And it's so Aww. cute. It's so <laughs> cute. It's like. It's a bit like if R2-D2 and BB-8 had a love child with a guardian from Breath of the Wild, that's kind of what it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's really sweet. Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like this game really is, um, you know, winner on multiple fronts. But what Mm. is there anything that's negative? Because so far it sounds really glowing in the way you've described it. There is. There is. Ah, boo. Go on. Um... It depends if it bothers you, but the game cannot cope when you get into the really big fights. Um, frame rate is not quite... Because you're playing it on a Switch. Mm. The frame rate kind of lags a bit here. Like It just doesn't really... Occasionally, the, the, the action doesn't work, basically. It's not seamless. Yeah. However, do I care? Not really. It doesn't mm. stop the game. It just occasionally you just notice it looks a bit weird when you're doing like mega combos of yeah. action moves and there's literally enemies flying everywhere. Um, it doesn't bother me, but yeah. it, is, it is a negative because the game looks so cool. So every now and again, and you know. Yeah, I, th- I think um, like coming from that kind of uh, game genre that I really, really enjoy, that kind of hack and slash and strategy, I think you get used to it unless you're one of these people that has a ridiculously high-end computer that you can run um, these kind of yeah. games on. 
I think you just expect it almost. And as good as technology exactly, is, obviously, if you've say. got hundreds of different things on screen, it's going to cause a bit yeah. of an issue. As long as it doesn't completely freeze the action. No. I think people will bear, bear well with it. And honestly, like, it didn't bother me at all. I noticed it, mm. then I forgot about it. It's yeah. just something that happens. And I think that that's how you have to go into this game. Like, go into the game for the gameplay... This isn't like it looks really nice, the game, but it isn't one of those games that you buy because it looks amazing and it's all in 4K. It's not one of those games. Yeah. It's still got that kind of watercolor feel to it. It doesn't look real life. So, in that yeah. sense, like even more so, I don't care. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I'd say, I didn't find this negative, but some reviewers have. Um, so, it's worth mentioning that they do something with the story that they take a bit of creative license, basically, mm. um, away from the the Zelda story that we get in Breath of the Wild. And yeah. I didn't mind it. And to be honest, for me, it was quite nice. But I know that some people, like, if you're a story purist, maybe you'll get annoyed at it. But this isn't technically a Zelda game in that sense like they can do what they want um. <laughs> but I think I think the story with Zelda anyway and the I don't know if you know about like the multiple timelines and things like that is so complicated well and yeah probably contradicts itself quite a lot in different places well, yeah yeah so this... if you are a story purist is Zelda really the story that is purist I guess it's not really so I think you've well, got to quite, expect a bit of that quite yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I didn't have a problem with it. And it's very much on that line without spoilers. Mm. It's kind of along the lines of what you've just said. So, yeah, I, I thought it was nice. It made it actually put a smile on my face more than what I thought was going to happen. So, mm. yeah. But nice one. in general, I don't really have many negatives. Oh, no, I've got one mm. more negative. Oh, OK. <laughs> this is probably more about the way I play. I, I've been getting really sore forearms after playing this game because <laughs> there's a lot of button is bashing. Is it button bashing? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, like you pretty... I mean, there is a bit more... I mean, you do like... that. You basically use the X and Y button a lot on mm. the Nintendo uh, controller and you use the bumpers and you're aiming and you're running about and dodging and da 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 So you're doing more than one thing, but the amount of X, Y, X, Y, X, Y, X, Y that you're pressing in sequence over a quite mm. a prolonged period to clear a level because the levels quite, yeah. each big mission is quite big what so, kind of time are we talking about permission like easily 20 minutes or something okay to clear, to clear okay. a level sometimes yeah. a bit more and sometimes you have to re-attempt it because sometimes they're timed mm. um that's when it gets a bit more challenging but it's good fun you know it's always good fun yeah so, yeah, so I really had sore... So if you've got oh, repetitive no. strain injury... I was going to say, yeah, not a game for people Maybe not RSI. a game for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, um, moving on then. So is there anything in particular that this game does well? Anything of note that you'd like to bring up that makes it a bit more unique? Uh, what I'd say, and this, this will actually go into who I'd recommend this to, so I'll sort of merge mm. the, those two points together. What I'd say about this game is I think it's a beautiful hybrid between a, a well-known franchise that's kind of warm and fuzzy, 
and a hack and slash game. And I think for that reason, the bridging between those two things is done so well for me that I think that this game should appeal to quite a broad number of players. I think that Mm. you probably have to like Zelda a bit to get anything out of the story. And definitely, if you've played Breath of the Wild, 100% check this out because it's the mm. prequel we didn't know we were going to get and we got it. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's great. Like, I I just think it's enough story and well done enough that you just feel like you're getting a bit more from that universe yeah. that we've all grown to love. It's so, nice because it, it was such a, an iconic game for Nintendo, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Breath of the Wild. I think I think some people have like touted it as the best game ever. And the fact that they're successfully building off of that into other games, it's just nice to see. Yeah, exactly. And it really feels like it's been done with love. Mm. And I, I think that's another branch of its appeal, really. It really yeah, feels like... Not just milking it for the other game's success, but actually yeah. trying to make something more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like even yeah. So there's lots of little Easter eggs and stuff like that in there as well. So yeah. Mm. So basically, if you're a fan of the Zelda franchise, definitely recommend this to you. If you're a fan of hack and slash games that aren't like super stressful but still give you that release, I really yeah. recommend this to you. Also, if you want to try a hack and slash game like me and just see if it's for you, this is a good one to start on if you've got any love for Zelda because. It sort of eases you in and before you know yeah. it, you are loving killing thousands of monsters. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. I guess that kind of covers the recommendations as well then. So moving on, the rating. Oh, I think I have to give it a nine out of 10. Wow. I really love it. I really love yeah. it. Everything from the story to the art style to the music. Oh, mm. the music's really good. Did I say that? The music's really good. You did music's say lovely. about um, it sticking to kind of like the original Zelda themes that are in yeah. there, but not not necessarily really in terms nice. of the quality of it. But yeah, that's good to hear that it's, they've, they've done a really good job of that as well. Yeah, it's lovely. Mm. Um, I just really, really like it. Really, 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 really Aww, like it. Amazing. What a, what a know, surprise as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it's just a bit like I said earlier. It's, you you know something is good if it's out of your like normal kind of genre that you like, but you love it as well. I think that yeah. really shows a good quality of game development. And um, yeah, it really speaks volumes about um, both of our games, I guess, really. I know, we've just completely swapped genres and uh, we're both living our best lives trying these new games out. (laughs) (laughs) I need, I honestly, yeah, once you're done with it and Alex has played it, I would love to get my hands on it because that sounds amazing. To be honest, I still need to complete Breath of the Wild as well, actually. So many good games that I'm playing as well. There's still, I'm, I'm basically, you know, I've done most of it, Mm. but I haven't like done every single shrine I haven't done any yeah. of the DLC. I had a go on have, some of have the Have you DLC. completed the main story, though? I mean, yeah. But yeah. there's still lots of stuff I didn't do. I'm not like... Our other brother is a completionist and I think has done everything. <laughs> every single Korok and uh, every single shrine. Yeah, literally every single Korok. Yeah. I mean, that... Yeah, that's that takes some effort i think (laughs) he he is truly the most avid gamer i think out of all of us in terms of like the completion and the almost obsession with it he needs to do everything which fair enough 
It will be good to have him back on the podcast again. I know. And discuss I'd like to know things. what he thinks of this game because I ended up not buying it for him, and I bought him um, uh, another game, which which has produced under license, which is the. Mm. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot what it's called. The one where you move along to the beat. Oh my gosh. Um, oh. Cadence dance. of Hyrule. Uh, uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's. Oh, I can't remember the 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 game it's based on. Oh my gosh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. That's it. So <laughs> it's Crypt of the Necrodancer, Cadence of Hyrule, which is basically Crypt of the Necrodancer, but all the characters and the settings are Zelda from okay. from Hyrule. So you dance your way. Anyway, Bill M reviewed Crypt of the Necrodancer um, in season two of our podcast, if you want to go back and check it out. Um, (laughs) It sounds like a really fun game. And I do like the soundtrack. I've listened to the soundtrack for it. It's very fun. Um, But yeah, we're digressing massively. (laughs) Uh, It's just good to talk about games though, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's all we live for now. It's all we live for. (laughs) so I think that brings us to the end of the podcast, Aaron. Yeah, that that is us done. That was um, I enjoyed that. I can't wait to play your game, and I'm sure <laughs> you cannot wait to play Gone Home now. I know. I've already got it downloaded on the Xbox, so I will. Um, Amazing. Thank you very much to you for tuning in for this edition of My Turn Podcast. Uh, if you want to check out our last episode uh, to give you some more recommendations of games that we played in 2020 that we thought were good thought you'd give a spin to check that out that is also up uh, and ready for you to listen to also please give us a like give us a share give us a five star review on itunes go on go on (laughs) Um, (laughs) we'll give you things we'll figure out how to send you things and bribe you um be very nice (laughs) it's really really helpful if you do uh as we said we're an independent podcast we're not professional games reviewers so any love you could throw our way is greatly appreciated um so i think that's goodbye yeah i will um look forward to speaking to you all again very soon and reviewing more games bye bye bye